Good morning. It is really good to be in God's house, yeah? Do we need a stretch? Do we need to like stand, stretch, because I need you really awake for this, because God's got a good word. <clears throat> so do we need to like move around, shake a few things? Are you ready? Are you like really ready to receive? Because I want you like really, really, really ready, yeah? Because we should always expect extraordinary things from God. There should never be a moment in the house. There should never be a moment in his presence when life is ordinary. So I want you to expect something huge today. I want you to expect God to do a significant work in your life. I want you to expect God to have a word for you. Because God's going to have a specific word for you, for your heart, for your life, for your circumstances, for where you're walking right now. God's got a word for you. I'll speak a lot of words, but God will have the right word for you. I read an amazing book on holidays, which is called Grounded. It was called something else, Rooted, okay, because it's about growing and it's a plant. And it was such an amazing book. Faith lent it to me. And, um, <clears throat> and I read it in the sauna on holidays. So I read it in the sauna and then I sweated in the sauna and I dripped on the book in the sauna. Then by the time I got home, then I read the whole book and then I actually started to read the book again because it was that good. And when I got home, the book started to fall apart. So I thought, I need to get Faith another book. Um, and she's not here, so I can't even give her other book. So somebody else is probably going to get it. <laughs> so I ordered some more books. But the book, if you want to buy it, you can get it from Word, Kurong, anywhere. It was called Rooted, and I did order the book, five copies with that name. But it now says Grounded. I picked it up. I was like, did I order the right book? It's all the same. The cover's all the same. Everything on the inside is the same. Obviously, they've just changed the name because it was a bit controversial. So, but now you actually remember it, won't you? You won't forget it. When you get online to order that book, you're going to remember that it was called Rooted and now it's called Grounded, okay? So, who wants this book? Because I bought three because we just want to bless people. Well, you have to come and get it. Whoever's here first just gets them. That's it. So, you've got to be really, really quick. Fiona, Marion, you're awesome. It's a great book. If you didn't get a book, you should go buy a book. I would seriously invest the time in reading it. It was absolutely amazing and God spoke to me so much as I just read that. So ladies, when you finish it, pass it on to someone else in the church and let them get blessed by it as well. We should actually pass it around so everybody reads it. But you know what? If you value your spiritual health, if you value your spirit man on the inside, I would invest in it and I would read it and I would read it and I would read it and I would just fill up on God's promises for your life, yeah? All right, I've got a good word this morning. I'm really excited and I'm going to get through it as quickly as I can, but have your hearts open, yeah? We're just going to pray. We just thank you, God, that you're amazing and that you're real and that you're alive and you just radically love us. And I thank you that you have a word for every one of your children in this place this morning, God. May it be a deep word. May it just penetrate deep into their souls, Father. May it, may it bring about just a revelation for them, God, and just see them becoming stronger in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Matthew 4.4 4 says, Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Who knows that scripture? Most Christians, we know that scripture, don't we? Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So there is life in God's word. There is encouragement in God's word. God's word actually nourishes us on the inside, yeah? Food nourishes us on the outside, but hearing God's voice for our life actually nourishes us on the inside. And when, um, when Jesus quoted this scripture, he was in the desert. He had been in the desert for 40 days <clears throat> and 40 nights. And I love that the scripture says he was hungry. I'm like, that's kind of putting it mildly, isn't it? Like 40 days and 40 nights without food. 
he had not eaten, he would have been drained of physical strength. He, he would have lost a considerable amount of weight, yeah? And he would have been starving. He would have been so hungry. I don't know if you've ever been that hungry, but he would have been hungry. Sometimes when I read the Bible, I think, I wish they emphasised that more. I wish they somehow made us understand exactly how hungry Jesus would have been. He would have been completely starving. If you've ever fasted for a considerable amount of time, then you would know that he would have been really hungry. Drained of physical strength and energy. And then when he was physically weak, when he was physically weak, the devil came to tempt him, yeah? But Jesus' answer in the temptation, Jesus' answer in the challenge was, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, he knew God was his answer. He knew the voice of God in his life was the answer, okay? He knew God's truth and God's promises would nourish him on the inside. And I've been thinking about this scripture because I read it when I was away and it just jumped out at me. I just couldn't get out of my head. I was like, wow, I need to read more about that. I need to think more about that. I need to ponder more about that. And normally when that happens, it's because God's trying to tell me something. It's because God's trying to impress something in my spirit. And who knows that sometimes God says stuff to us and sometimes God has to say stuff to us again. Have you ever realised that? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just the only imperfect person in the place. But sometimes God has to say things over and over and over and over again, doesn't he? I mean, you're all amazing. You probably just get it the first time. But me, I need to hear it again and again and again. So this is the word that God was reminding me of. Now, our physical bodies... How often do we need to eat? Do our physical bodies require nourishment? Very often, Jess. How often do we need to eat, Jess? A lot, yeah. And some of us, some of us need to eat more often than others, yeah? But if we're like a kind of normal person, we need to eat three meals a day. Did you know that? Some people eat six small meals a day. Some people have three big meals a day. And lots of snacks in between. Some of us have more snacks. Some of us have less snacks. Some of us like to snack on chocolate. Some of us like to snack on chips. Some of us like to snack on fruit. So, but we actually require continual nourishment. We, uh, we can't go for a very long time without eating, can we? How long can you go without eating, Jess? I'm picking on Jess today. Don't you love Jess? Has anyone seen the back hall, Barry and Jess? I don't know if anybody else is involved, but they just carpeted a whole third bin of the shine hall and it looks extraordinary. So thank you so much. We honour you for that. Just looks amazing. I was like, wow. I got really excited when I saw it this morning. So Jess, how often? Was I saying how many meals or how often? Yeah. I'm like, I have breakfast and I have a snack, and by the time it's 12 o'clock, I've got to eat. If I don't eat, I'm going to get really grumpy really quickly. I cannot miss a meal unless I'm fasting and God leads me to it. But besides that, I have got to eat. I've got to eat a breakfast. I've got to eat as soon as I wake up. I wake up and I'm starving. I'm just like, I need to eat before I can function. So we actually require continual nourishment to function healthy, don't we? If we want to be well, if we want to be strong, if we want to have energy to live life, we need continual nourishment. (coughs) If we don't, we're going to lack energy. If we don't nourish our bodies well, we're going to get sick quite easily. If we don't nourish our bodies, our brain isn't going to function very well. They say that children that don't eat breakfast find it a lot harder to switch their brains on at school because they haven't eaten. And I am a really grumpy person if I haven't eaten so I need a lot of (coughs) amen (laughs) 
So we're, so eating good food and nourishing our bodies is super important, isn't it? And if we nourish our bodies with garbage, we're going to feel like garbage. If I lived off chocolate, I know it sounds awesome for a while, but I would probably feel pretty terrible after a couple of days, maybe even less. And if we nourish our bodies with good, healthy food, we actually feel good. We feel energetic. We have energy to live life, to get up, to, you know, to function well. Okay? So food nourishes us and we need it to give us strength. If anyone's ever fasted, you would know that. Because when you fast, your body becomes really weak. If you fast for a considerable amount of time, you normally have to plan to fast when you have time to take rests during the day and to be able to spend extra time getting strength from God because your body lacks so much physical strength. So food is really important. And... um, When I see someone that's actually undernourished, when I see someone that's malnourished, when I see someone that's that's anorexic, I actually grieve. I do, like I see them and I just grieve in my spirit. I am so... I am so saddened for them. I am so wounded by what's happening in their body and their mind and it just... it grieves my heart. And I actually find it really hard to look at people that are anorexic. Not because I'm judging them, but because I'm actually so saddened. I am so grieved by what's going on with them and how undernourished their body actually is. So I have a question. If our body requires continual nourishment, is our spirit any different? If our physical man needs three meals a day and plenty of snacks in between and two litres of water a day to stay hydrated, how much nourishment does our spirit man need? How much nourishment do we need on the inside to function well, to function healthy, to function strong, to actually be the people that God has created us to be? How much do we need to pour in so the right things pour out? I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. It says, For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself, and not by human hands. So one day, our body, the body you're living in now, that super awesome body that you're living in, Jess, one day, that's going to die. One day, our bodies, they're actually going to perish, aren't they? The body that you have right now, if you're happy with it, if you're unhappy with it, if you like it, if you don't like it, if there's things that you change, that body is actually going to perish, yeah? And you're going to hop in a beautiful casket or be cremated and your spirit is going to go be with the Lord, yeah? That's what's going to happen. So if we have this earthly, physical, temporal body, yeah? Like this body that you see now is not the body that you're going to have in heaven because God's going to give you a new one. You're going to get a brand new whiz-bang spanking body made by God. How awesome is that? I wonder what we're going to look like. I wonder what colour my hair is going to be. I wonder if I'll still need to wear glasses. Am I still going to get called licorice legs for the first 20 years of my life? You know, I wonder what we're going to look like. I wonder what our heavenly body is going to be like. We're going to get a brand new body. So if we look after this body so well, if we spend so much time nourishing this body that is going to perish... How much more should we be nourishing a spirit that we're going to take with us? Our spirit that's going to be with the Lord. What we put in now is going to end up there. How we nourish our spirit now is going to go with us, yeah? This is temporal and I look after this pretty well. I spend time exercising. I spend time eating the right foods. I go to the gym sometimes. But you know what? This is going to disappear, I don't know what I'm going to look like. I don't know what I'm going to look like. But our spirits, they're going with us. What we build now, we take 
what we nourish now is going to affect what happens there. So how much more if we spend all this time? Do you know how much time people spend on analysing food? No, do you know how much time some people spend on analysing food? And I love that. Food's amazing. You can put so many good things in. But I know people that spend hours ensuring their body gets the right food. They spend massive amounts of time preparing really good food. And you know what? That's awesome. But how much time are we spending nourishing our spirit? That's eternal. How much time are we spending nourishing what's going to go be with the Lord? Yeah? So this is what God said to me while I was on holidays. So if it's for me, it's for you too, yeah? I'm going to share it. I'm generous. What God said, I'm going to share. If our physical bodies require food every couple of hours, then I'd say it's a pretty pretty good indication that our spirit man does too. Man does not live on bread alone. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God wants us to hear his voice. God wants to encourage us. God wants to love on us. God wants to tell us, you're rocking, you're amazing. I have the most incredible destiny for you. God wants to speak to us about our family. God wants to speak to us about the relationships that we have. God wants to speak to us about the way we think. God wants to speak to us, yeah? And he has a whole lot of love that he wants to pour out. He wants to reveal truth. He wants to go on the journey with us every step of the way. And God showed me when I was away that in the body of Christ and in the family of God, there's some anorexic people walking around. There's some spiritually anorexic people walking around. And you know what? God's grieved. God is grieved because he's a father that loves us. He's a father that adores us. He's a father that has plans for us. He's a father that wants to encourage us and speak to us and build us up every step of the way. And he's grieved that there's some spiritually anorexic family members who he doesn't want to see that way. See, Jesus was tempted at what we may think was a weak moment. He was physically weak, but in his physical weakness, he was reminded that he needed to hear the voice of God. He was reminded that he needed God to nourish his spirit on the inside. His physical weakness actually caused him to reveal the key that God's promises, that God's truth, that God's voice was the answer for his life. Because do you know something? We can actually win any battle. We can win. I'll, I'll make a statement. We can win any battle. We can conquer any enemy. We can actually be victorious in any situation of our life. I don't care how it looks. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how disastrous we think it is. I don't care how hopeless it looks. If we're hearing the voice of God, if we are tuned in, if we are nourishing our spirit, we can conquer anything. We can defeat anything because you know what? God's saying, you can do it. I'm here with you. I love you, I believe in you, I've got your back, I'm going to break through in this, I'm your peace, I'm your joy, I'm your sustenance, I'm going to reveal keys and wisdom for exactly what you're walking through right now. Jemima and Luke, you guys are extraordinary. You foster children. You open your home, not just to your own family, but but to anyone that's in need of that. And you know what? I believe that God has wisdom and truth 
every day, every step of the way, every circumstance that you face, every child that you meet, every challenging behaviour that comes along, God has wisdom for that. God has truth for that. God wants to totally speak into that all the way because that's how God is. He gets our life and he has the answers. We just have to tune in. And you know what that scripture shows me? When Jesus was tempted at a physically weak moment, when Jesus was tempted, when he was drained, when he was tired, when he lacked energy, when he, when he had been in a lonely place for 40 days, you know what that shows me? That the devil will go for your weakness. The enemy will go for where you're weak because he sees it, yeah? He'll go for where he thinks you're weak, yeah? Because the enemy thought that Jesus was weak, but Jesus just discovered that he was strong in God. So the enemy will go where he thinks we're weak, but God gave me a word that the areas that the enemy thinks we're weak in, that the areas that we can be weak in, God is actually going to turn around to be our strengths. God is actually going to make our weaknesses our strengths as we nourish ourselves in him. Yeah, as we get that key that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. As we live off his word, as we live off his truth, as we live off our promises, our weaknesses will come our strengths. So we're going to have the best marriages, the most faith-filled children. We are going to be blessed to be a blessing financially. We are going to bring the joy of God into this community. That song, Ben, I love that because we are going to shine. We are going to be so full of his love that we can't help but pour it out everywhere we go, every workplace, every school, every friendship, every family member. That's just going to flow out and flow out and flow out because you know what happens when you feed your spirit yeah do you know what happens when you fill your belly with a whole lot of Jesus it pours out and it pours out and it pours out where the enemy thinks we're weak God's gonna make us so strong where he thinks he can come out and take us out God's gonna say no I've got the best yeah God is so good our health will be the strongest our minds will be renewed yeah, our minds will be renewed. We're not going to think like we think. We're going to think like God thinks, yeah? We're going to think like the Father thinks. We're going to, our whole mind, the whole way that we think, the whole way that we do life will be totally renewed. Amen? We're going to value who we are. We're actually going to truly value who we are and who God's made us to be. Because it's actually a really big thing to like who you are, isn't it? It's like a whole big journey getting to that place of actually liking who God's made us to be. But you know what? God's pretty excited about you. God's pretty wrapped about you. In fact, he's totally in love with you. So if we start to think like God thinks, maybe we'll see ourselves how God sees us and we'll believe in ourselves the way that God believes in us. Yeah? relationships will be restored. And you know what? Pain and heartache, totally healed in Jesus' name. Totally healed. See, Jesus knew something. He had learned in his 40 days of fasting that there is something just as important as nourishing our physical bodies, and that's nourishing our spirit man. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, Jesus was smart. Who's got a Bible? Mine's on my phone. That's technology. Jesus is smart. Jesus was like really clued in. He actually really knew how to live this life. He knew how to sustain himself. He knew how to strengthen himself. He knew how to plug into the Father so he could be exactly who God had called him to be. Jesus was phenomenal. And we have a Bible, yeah? We actually all have Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, come and see us. We'll give you a Bible. We will buy you a Bible. But we have Bibles. We have the Word of God. We have God's promises. We have God's truth. We have God's wisdom for anything you're facing in life. And we actually have that. 
We have that. So we have a book that tells us how Jesus lived. We have a book that tells us how Jesus walked through his challenges. We have a book that tells us how Jesus had this phenomenal relationship with the Father. It actually gives us all the keys. God did not cloud things in mystery. He's so good that actually said, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You know what? Just follow the book. Read the book. It's going to give you some really amazing ideas. Jesus knew he had to nourish himself. Jesus. Jesus actually knew that he had to nourish himself, that he had to feed his spiritual man. Jesus knew that he needed to connect with the Father. He needed to be encouraged by the Father. He needed to be loved by the Father. He needed the Father's purposes to be affirmed in his life. Luke 5.16 But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Have a look in the Bible and see how often Jesus withdrew to quiet places and prayed. Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark. <gasps> Did you hear that? Oh, some of us hate that word, don't we? <laughs> very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Matthew 14, 25, after he had dismissed them, because Jesus was really good at doing life with people too. Jesus was all about community. Jesus walked, talked, lived with the 12 disciples. If anyone can teach us how to do life with people, it's Jesus. So Matthew 14, 23, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Luke 6:12 One of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. So if Jesus needed to retreat, if Jesus needed to have quiet time with the Father, then certainly we do. Yeah? So I encourage you pick up the Bible. It's one of the greatest tools that we'll ever have. It's not just about And I love this. It's not just about happy, clappy moments. It's not just about phenomenal encounters with God. It's not just about the best worship session you ever had. It's actually about all of those things. It's about encounters with God. It's it's about time doing life together with people that love God. It's about filling up on his promises. It's about quiet times in prayer. It's about incredible worship moments. It's actually about all that together. It's about plugging in to hear God's voice. And you know what? If Jesus had to position himself, If Jesus had to position himself to hear from God, if Jesus had to position himself to be encouraged by the Father, do you think we do? Do you think we do? All those things together make us strong. See, Scripture does not say, man does not live on bread alone, but by every emotion we feel. Scripture does not say man does not live on bread alone but according to every challenge we face in life. The scripture does not say that. The scripture does not say man does not live on bread alone but how we were raised by our parents. And you know what? I'm not being insensitive. (laughs) I'm actually not because I know life's painful and I know life's really hard and I know we can go through phenomenal change, phenomenal challenges. And I know people experience deep pain because I've experienced plenty of it myself. I was raised by really loving parents. But you know what? My dad was an alcoholic and he just hung out with his mates in the garage and he drank beer every night. He loved me. He totally loved me, but that's what he did. My mum has mental health issues. My brother has mental health issues. By the grace of God, that might save him. But that's what I was raised in. So I'm not insensitive. I get that life is hard. I get that life is painful. Just thought of something really funny, but I won't say it. (laughs) I was going to say I'm married to Andrew. (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> I live with three boys. <laughs> so I'm not being insensitive, but what I am doing is elevating God's truth above those things and God's promises above those things and God's word for your life above those things, yeah? There is amazing courses that you can do to walk through places of healing and you know what? I'm all for them. I think they're extraordinary care force and there's all these different courses and they are fantastic. But you know what? I've journeyed through a whole lot of pain and experienced a whole lot of healing by feeding off God, you know? I've had a whole lot of heartache leave my life by feeding not on bread alone. I've experienced a whole lot of joy and a whole lot of strength and a whole lot of courage, yeah? On the Word of God, on the promises of God, on hearing God's voice for my life. Because God's truth has to be elevated above all things, God's promises has to be elevated above all things. I was raised in a dysfunctional family. But you know what? God's word is God's word for my life. I experienced great pain. My parents got divorced. My boyfriend committed suicide. You know, I've experienced pain. But that's not the truth. That is not what God has for me. It's not what God has for you. Your current circumstances are not where he's taking you. It's not what he's planned for you. But you know what they are? They're just an opportunity to get the truth. They're just an opportunity to get the key and say, I need to feed my spirit. I need to hear his voice and I need to hear it every day and I need to hear it every minute of every day and every hour of every day or else I'm going to be discouraged and down and give up and my circumstances will overwhelm me. But you know what? When you hear his voice, when you hear his voice, it's phenomenal. And when you hear his voice all the time, oh my gosh, watch our world. When you're tuned in, when you're plugged in, when you're hearing, when he's speaking, there is no limit. And that's the life he's got planned. That's exactly what he's got planned for every one of us. Amen. Three meals a day of Jesus and snacks in between. All right. So... I've got a question for you. How many words a day do we speak? Does anyone know? It does vary between men and women, which I know you're super shocked by. I think it's because women have so much wisdom. We just need a few more words to like pour that out, don't we? So does anyone want to have a guess? 8,000? Too many? Depends on the woman too. Depends on the man. I've met man's, men that can talk a whole lot more than women can too. So we're just going to make a generalisation here. The generalisation is that women speak 20,000 words a day. That's a pretty good effort, isn't it? We should be proud of that. It's like a whole lot of thought and wisdom and love in those words, isn't there? And men, I'm sorry to disappoint you, you speak about 7,000 words a day. Is anyone shocked by that? I think my husband speaks all his words during the day. Sometimes I get home and I think, I'm sure you've just talked all day. And he's kind of worn out. <laughs> and he just listens, don't you? You're such a good husband listening to me. So, so women speak about 20,000 and men speak about 7,000. So how many words do we hear a day? How many words do we hear a day? <clears throat> we hear roughly, some of us would hear more than others depending on our occupation and who we spend time with and the jobs that we have. But we roughly hear 10,000 words a day. Okay? So that's a lot of words, isn't it? Like a lot of words that we're hearing. That's a lot of words that are like pouring onto the inside of us. That's a lot of words that can be affecting our heart, our spirit, our mind. That's like a whole lot of words that are getting poured on the inside of us. That's like a whole lot of opinions. 
That's a whole lot of judgments. That could be a whole lot of negativity. That could be a whole lot of encouragement. There's a whole lot of words that are washing over us every single day. And on some days, I can imagine that some of those words are a whole lot of God's words. I don't know how many words I'm speaking this morning. You could be getting a quota, yeah? But I can imagine that there's days too when out of those 10,000, how many are God's promises? How many are God's viewpoint on what's going on in your world? How many are God's wisdom for your family? How many are God's truth for your relationship? How many are how God sees things and what God thinks about things and what God wants to say about your life? And then my next question is, how much do we need to put in? How much do we need to feed our spirit man? How much do we need to not live on bread alone, to not allow those 10,000 words to affect us, to not allow those 10,000 words to dictate how we see our life. How do we, how much do we have to put in so that we continue to see with God's perspective and we continue to hear with God's perspective and we continue to believe God's truth? How much do we need to put in So we see like Jesus and we hear like Jesus and we walk like Jesus and we talk like Jesus. That's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be happening in our spirit, yeah? That's like a whole lot of nourishment that needs to be going on in our spirit to not allow those 10,000 words to dictate who we become, yeah? Because I want to become who God's called me to be. I want to be who God's destined me to be. I want to fulfill every plan, every purpose. I want to reach every person. I want to love every person the way God would want me to. But how do I do that well? How do I do that and not get discouraged in the process? How do I do that without those 10,000 words affecting my judgment, my perception and my view of life, yeah? It's a huge challenge, isn't it? It's a huge challenge because you know what? The more I know, the more I realise I need to know more. <laughs> and the more time I spend with God, well, I actually just want to spend more time with God. The more I nourish my spirit, the more I realise that I need to nourish my spirit even more. So I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. <laughs> I didn't come here to put you all on a guilt trip. But what I did come here to do was to empower you, to actually empower you to live the life that God's called you to, to actually empower you to be the person that God's called you to be. Because, you know, we actually care about that. We actually care about you fulfilling your God-given destiny. Adria, I want you to become exactly the woman that God has ordained for you to be. I want to see every gift flourish. I want to see every purpose come to pass. I want to see you shine so brightly and reach every person that God has destined you for. Because I know there's much, yeah? I know there's much. So we care about that. We actually believe in that. I would be dissatisfied if God takes me home and we have not empowered you and equipped you and given you the tools to be who God's called you to be. We have not done our job if we don't do that. And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be nice. And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be what you want to hear. Because you know what? Sometimes the last thing you want to hear is the very thing you need to hear, yeah? Sometimes God says things to me and I'm like, wow. But you know what? God says it in such a loving way that even when he corrects, even when he challenges, he just does it beautifully. So we do, we want to give you the tools. We want to give you the keys to be that person. Man does not live on bread alone, (coughs) but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I want to read something to you from that awesome book that I just shared about before who's got the book, Grounded, okay? Banning says in Grounded, hearing God's voice brings us life. When we don't hear his voice, 
our hearts and spirits starve to death. We must set our lives up so we are always tuning in to his voice. He wants to give you strength and assurance. He wants you to know that he is with you and you're going to be okay. His voice is going to get you through the journey of life well. And he actually shares a story about his son. So I'm going to share it with you. His son's name is Lake. It says, when Lake was about six years old, he fell off a slide at a playground and landed wrong and hurt his elbow. At first, I thought it was dislocated. So we took him to an urgent care clinic. They sent us to an emergency room where an x-ray revealed his elbow was broken. Though the break wasn't severe, the doctor explained it was in a spot where they needed to insert a pin in order for it to heal properly. Suddenly Lake was facing a night in a hospital and surgery in the morning. Lake was very nervous when the nurses came to dress him for surgery. None of my kids had ever been under anaesthetic. So this 45-minute procedure was a huge deal for him. He was trying his best to be brave, but when the moment came for them to wheel him away from us, clad in a little gown and hat, tears began to roll down his cheeks as he looked back at CJ and me. I walked over to comfort and encourage him and I made him look into my face as I told him everything was going to be okay. I didn't want him just to hear my words. I wanted him to hear the tone of my voice and see the look in my eyes. If my tone or eyes had contradicted the words coming out of my mouth, I wouldn't have been able to impart much strength and confidence to him. But there was no fear in my voice or eyes, only steady assurance. And after a few moments, Lake calmed down. <clears throat> he continued to gaze at me as they wheeled him away, drawing on the strength I had given him. That is the kind of connection we need with God, especially as he leads us into moments where we confront our deepest fears and longings. We have to know and be able to stay connected to his voice and his face. Banning says, in my life I've realised I'll be okay as long as he's speaking and I'm listening. It doesn't matter what's going on, how many storms I am facing or how weak and vulnerable I feel. As long as I can quiet my soul before him and listen when he speaks to me, I'll get through whatever comes. He says, there have been so many times when I have gone to the Lord with some situation that feels overwhelming and heard him say, look at me, look at me. Do I look stressed? Do I look worried? You don't. Then I don't know why you're worried. Yeah? It works every time. If I can hear his voice and see his face, I come back to trust and peace. I make it my first priority to continually draw close to him, quiet myself, wait and listen for his voice. And you know, we're just like Lake. <laughs> we're trying our best to be brave in life when we can be facing some really stuff tough, really tough stuff. But if we just hear God's voice, you know what he's going to say? It's going to be okay. You can trust me. I'm in this with you all the way. Not going to leave you, not even for a moment, not even for a second. And you know your family that's looking messy? That's okay because your family's going to flourish. And you know your children that are struggling? They're going to be so full of faith. God is doing such a work in their heart. God has the answers, yeah? When we choose to hear God's voice and nourish ourselves well, our roots go down deep. I have one more page. Can you be patient? <coughs> you know when you see big trees in your backyard, 
in the bush, in the avenue of honour. You know when you see really big trees growing all around the world? When you see really large trees, we probably have some on our church property. Do you know what you see on the outside? The tree that's growing on the outside, you can look just here. They're not gigantic, but they're trees. Oh, work. You know when you see these trees, what you see on the outside, there's actually a root system underneath that's twice the size of what you see on the outside. So for that tree to stand, for that tree to stand strong, for that tree to actually grow and for its territory to be expanded, the root system underneath that tree needs to be twice the size of what you see on the outside. And do you know what happens when you nourish your spirit? Do you know what happens when you live by that truth? Man will not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, your roots go down deep, yeah? Your roots go down deep. In fact, with plants and flowers, the whole root system has to be built before you even see anything on the outside, yeah? Before you even see a flower, before you even see a vegetable, before you even see those sunflowers, there is a whole lot of roots that need to be built underneath before you see any of that. And you know what God said to me on holidays? He said, I'm building your roots. I'm building your root systems. Right here, right now in Mount Clear, God's building our root system. He's digging our roots deep. He is planting our roots deep. He is strengthening them. He is growing them. He is nourishing them because what we're going to see on the outside is extraordinary, yeah? The territory that we're going to take is huge. The influence that we're going to have in our community is big. And I know we want it to happen now, yeah? I want it to happen now. I've been here five years and I'm like, come on, God. I want to see it. Come on, God. Let's see everything. But you know what? The process is important. Things can happen too quickly. We live in a now generation, yeah? Everybody wants everything now. We don't want to wait for anything. We have fast food. We have fast this. We have fast that. We all want everything now. But you know what? The roots need to go deep. If things happen too quickly, if things happen really quickly, you know what happens? It won't be lasting fruit because it will happen quickly and you'll crash and you'll burn because your roots underneath will not be strong enough to sustain what God wants to do on the outside. So you know what? I say hallelujah that God is building our roots. Hallelujah that he's making them so strong and so wide and so deep because there's a whole lot of stuff that we're going to carry. There's a whole lot of answers that we're going to be for this city. There's a whole lot of love that we're going to pour out onto every person that we meet. But you've got to go through the process. You've actually got to go through the process. I got a word when I was about 26. And this lady prophesied over me and she was a great, really a spot-on prophet. And she said, you're going to be like Pharaoh. She said to Andrew and I, no, we were going to be like Joseph. Okay. So, oh my gosh, why did she give me that word? All those years in prison, all that suffering, his brother's trying to kill him. I was like, oh my gosh, that's like the last word I ever wanted to get. But she said, but you'll come to a place where you'll have the influence of the Pharaoh. You'll come to a place where you have the favour of the Pharaoh. But there's a whole lot of stuff in between that. There's a whole lot of root growing. There is a whole lot of clinging on to Jesus. There is a whole lot of feeding your spirit. Yeah, David, how long did he spend with the sheep? How long did he spend with those men running from Saul trying to kill him? How long did he spend in community just doing life with people before he actually took on his official role? They say he was anointed by Samuel between 10 and 13, but he was about 30 when he became king. You know what? That was 17 years of root building. That was 17 years of nourishing himself on the things of God. 
God. Yeah? So I want to say God is digging your roots deep. He is digging them so deep and he is building them so strong and there's a purpose in it. There is a process in it. And you know what? The more you nourish your spirit, the further those roots go. The more you nourish and fill up and live off the things of God, they go deep, they go strong, yeah? And what comes on the outside is extraordinary. Amen? So I encourage you, allow your roots to go deep. Build a lifestyle where his voice is what you hear above all else. Build a lifestyle where you hear him above the noise, above the opinions, above the 10,000 words, yeah, above all of those things and allow the challenges to cause your roots to go deep because I know we're going through some challenges. I know for some of us the challenges, they feel really hard and they can be really tough but you know what? He's building your root system. It's just an excuse for you to say, man does not live on bread alone. I live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm going to see it through his eyes. I'm going to live it through his eyes. I'm going to nourish myself on his word. And you know what? He's just going to build you stronger and stronger and stronger. Your challenges are not the opportunity to fall apart. They're just for your root system to go deep. They're for you to cling on to him, to nourish yourself with him. Amen. Thanks for listening. We love you. God has extraordinary plans and our roots are going down deep. I don't know how long that's going to take, but I'm just going to trust God with it, that he's building us strong and we are going to have the joy of actually seeing the fruit of that together. Amen. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word for our lives. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that you're building our roots, God, and that we are going to see fruit and fruit that will last. I thank you for every call and every destiny upon every one of our family members' lives. And we just release them to be all you've called them to be. And uh, may today's message cause us to think and act and to be all that you want us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. Have tea and coffee. Hang out with someone. Do life together. Oh, and please collect your children. <laughs> <laughs>